My favorite part, though, was the uh, reaction after the songs were done. Listen to how excited the crowd was when they were done with these songs. Mrs. Bill Wow. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Ho, ho, ho! Let's get it on. 11 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News and a lot of business to get to this hour. I want to do a couple of things here in this segment. First, Eric had some holiday travel numbers that will blow your mind. <laughs> All right. I was off by Way a factor of 10. Yeah. In my prediction of how many airplanes are in the sky over the Today. Day. Today. And I find myself in the unique position of caring deeply about one of the millions of people who are in the sky right now. Mm-hmm. So share a little bit more on that, and we'll look ahead to the holiday travel forecast momentarily. But I did want to touch on the situation in Wauwatosa regarding that fight at the Tosa East, Tosa West basketball game last night. And in short, the update is there's really no update. <laughs> Here's some of the sound that we were playing from video that was widely circulated throughout the Milwaukee area. All the news stations had it. You saw it in your social media feed. Fight at halftime of the Tosa East, Tosa West basketball game, and it looks like that's all it was, that it was a nasty fight at that. But there were at least reports of a gun being drawn. There were even reports of shots fired, which I want to say immediately turned out not to be the case. Both Wauwatosa Police and the Tosa School District say there were not shots fired in that incident. They were investigating whether or not anybody displayed a handgun. But turned out to be kind of real bad fight, nasty fight in the hallway. But they evacuated the gym. Students and fans went pour into the doors, and there's the, video of that. I mean, people running and running toward those doors. And swarming. the East-West game, as you would imagine, e like that's cool. a community pageant. Everybody's there, standing right? room only. Tough ticket to get. And so the the point that I wanted to make it, twofold. One uh, one of the things that came up in our conversation yesterday is like there were fights when we were in school. What's you know, and teacher came in, dove in, broke it up, and that was yep, that. Yep, and the yep. student maybe got detention, maybe a suspension, but you didn't have cops, you didn't have all this other stuff. And you know, what's the big deal about the fight? Well, the big deal is, and I've heard from people since even we were talking about this yesterday, who were in this in very varying positions. Let me just say that. So some were fans, some had a. a loved one on the team, some were part of the team whom I heard from, and the primary takeaway I had from going back and forth with them about what they experienced was it wasn't the fight, it was the people in a panic pouring out of the gym and them not knowing where other loved ones from their family were in that moment and being scared for them. And that's why it's a big deal. So if people want to say, well, why are you giving big attention? It's just a fight, and the media is stirring things up, and this was no big deal. It was a big deal for those folks who were there. I heard from somebody who was there watching a family member on the team and said at the time, younger members of the family had gone off to the concession stand. It's halftime. And he and his wife were in the bleachers. And then this happened, and there's pandemonium and chaos, and people are running for the doors. Can you imagine the panic of a, as a parent your kids are somewhere, and you don't know where they are, and that's happening? Well, do you not have the PA announce what's happening and, and asking people to leave or telling people yeah. to leave? I guess, but that, that caused, in some part, a bit of the panic. And some folks seemed mm-hmm. to leave on their own. There was sort of, seemed like fans were pouring out once they heard there was a fight, or maybe they were going to see it. But that was a chaotic, 
situation, and you can argue whether or not they ought to have cleared the gym or whatever, but that's what they did. And so in terms of whether this is a big deal, was the fight itself that big a deal? Maybe not. But what happened there as a result was, and a lot of people, adults, we're not talking about, well, millennial snowflakes, they're scared of a fight. Talking about regular old adults, regular people who were scared for people that they were with, for their loved ones, being caught up in that. And that's why it's a big deal. So I wanted to defend uh, some of the media scrutiny that's gone on in terms of what's happened there in that regard. That's why it's a big deal. The other thing is we look at things differently right now. There is sadly great precedent for young people bringing guns to school and killing their classmates and teachers. That's happened over the last couple of decades. So it's different than when we were in a fight in high school. You never thought somebody had a gun. Right. Or someone was going to die. Thought it was a couple of kids brawling, they'll figure it out, and somebody gets detention, and that's that. Maybe you get a suspension. But that's why we look at these things differently, and probably to some degree why Tosa handled that in the way that they did. Also, a little bit disappointed in the school district. We still have not seen the superintendent talking to folks in the media. We invited him to come on the program yesterday. was not made available. TMJ4 says they reached out. The school district wouldn't make him available. I think what you want to see in your school district is, I'm the superintendent, and you may feel like, the media coverage and scrutiny has been unfair. That's fine. Stand out there and face it. And go ahead and tell them. I think this is unfair. We had a fight. We dealt with it. Nobody was hurt. Nothing to see here. But get out front and see that. And if I'm a parent in that school district, that's what I want to see from my school leaders. I want to hear from you. They sent out a statement to parents and then, well, we can send you the statement. I want to hear from the people who lead the district. And doesn't sound like that's happening. So I just wanted to follow up on a couple of those points from that story yesterday. Interesting, we were talking before about the holiday forecast. And look at this, 50 degrees for the high temperature on on Christmas Day with rain showers. It's beginning to look Bluff. a lot like May 5th. Right? <laughs> so not, not terribly festive, but the holiday travel hey, forecast yeah. is robust. Oh, like my gosh. A record of all records. It's, which, by the way, I swear, that's a broken record headline also. A record holiday travel season. For Thanksgiving, that's all we ever hear. A record Christmas, holiday travel. That's all we ever hear. A record, a record number of passengers we'll, tell you the same will take thing to the friendly skies. Yeah. Okay. So today is expected to be one of the busiest days of the year at the airports across the country. Uh, everyone flocking to their holiday destination starting today. Of course, Christmas says it's on Monday. Now, I asked you this earlier. The record-breaking holiday travel rush is underway with more than this number of flights expected to take off today alone. 49,000 flights today. <laughs> Just today. You asked me to guess. I said it was 4,000. Didn't yeah. I? Or 4 or 5,000? <laughs> nice. Much, much more. Major airlines say most passengers will fly today through Saturday. Delta says it will transport nearly 9 million passengers over the holiday. American expecting more than 12 million. And United Airlines saying this Christmas season will be its busiest on record, transporting around 9 million passengers over the holiday with nearly 4,000 flights each day. Yes, here we go. Just flight after flight after flight. And of course, there's been some weather issues. There's always delays and different things. Well, imagine if this is why you don't able to get to your destination. Southwest says a flight bound for Tampa struck birds just after it took off from New Orleans Wednesday afternoon. Plane was able to land under its own power. The 164 passengers were transferred to another plane. Nobody was hurt, but runways at the airport were closed for several hours. Oh, no enough debris. Uh, you hit some birds and you... Sorry, gotta go back. Sorry, folks. Just hit some pigeons and some wild geese. Right. We're going to shut down the airport for several hours. <laughs> yeah. 
Not because of weather. Hang in there, right? And all those folks missing their connections and just the ripple effects that that can cause. And here's what the United Airlines Senior VP of Communications has to say about anything when it comes to, hey, settle down and don't get upset at us. The planes are going to be full. The airports are going to be full. I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat that. <laughs> okay. All right. right. Look, deal with it. That's basically the There's message. no open seat next to you for your bag. <laughs> right? <laughs> So anyway, get prepared for it. You have one in the air still? Is she I think on her she way? is still in the air. So I'm okay. in the, a new position for me, but this is something that probably so many parents have already dealt with themselves. Uh, and if you haven't, you may. If you have a kid who goes away to school or family member far away, you're waiting on that traveler yeah. to get here. And it's, we've talked about it before. My daughter's 18 and she's going to school in New York City, which has, along with it, all of the trappings of first kid in college, but mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. it's New York. And so we've been getting updates from her. She's traveling back and she did get airborne. And that was the last good. I heard from her. So that's good news. But it was every step of the way. My alarm clock goes off at 3.30 or thereabouts. No, not thereabouts. That's what I said it for. That's not exactly when I get up. There's some rolling around. <laughs> but no, All so right. worst time to get woken up before your actual alarm right. is like within an hour of your actual alarm. But the phone, because she's on Eastern time, 4 yep. a.m. her time, 3 a.m. my time. I'm in the Uber. Hey, all right. But I just had that moment of how crazy this is that, like, just a matter of months ago, this was, you know, my child, a child who was here. And I'm like, did you remember to bring all your stuff to school today? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. did you remember to pick this up? Hey, at bring work a today, coat. Right? Yeah, wear a coat. <laughs> this is what you're wearing. Why don't you have boots yeah. on? Right. And now she's in the largest city in the United States of America trying to find her way to the airport, get on an airplane, worried about whether or not she. Gets that flight. Like, what if there are complications? Not she made it, though, or is almost on the ground. A friend of mine just texted me this morning. He has a daughter coming back about the same age as mine uh, from L.A. She did not make her flight on Tuesday. Oh. Earliest she could get out was today, like an overnighter, like a red eye. Yeah. It's like She's now on her way into O'Hare, going to get on a bus. Hopefully oh. she's home by today. He said, I spent the night on FlightAware tracking her flight making sure that little beacon didn't disappear right, somewhere right. or land at some other airport. Now what has Minneapolis. happened? Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, well, that's great, though. So it'd be, that'll be a fun night tonight, so, knowing that this would be the first time back, right? Looks good. I'm, and it's interesting position as, as well as a parent to, you know, they always say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Of course. Not that we don't all love our kids, but this was, this was good. It was good for her. It's good for our family to miss her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to want so much for her to be back. So those those... Um, when you say those moments where you re- reunite and get everybody back together yeah. will be extra special this year. So looking forward to that. Looks like good news that she's on her way into Mitchell International yeah. this morning. 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hey, has anybody seen Grandma? Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. 826 Wisconsin's Morning News. Thanks for this really kind text. Old National Bank Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. Genuinely excited for events. That first visit when your child comes home from college hmm. is extra special. Hope you and your family enjoy all being together. I mean, for me, I was the oldest, so I didn't know what it was like when the Sibs came home. I right. know brother and sister are desperately missing older sister. So my older brother, my oldest, I have two older brothers. My oldest is seven years older than me. So I was uh, 11 in sixth grade when he came home for the first time. Oh, you were annoying. Yeah. For sure. But I, I'll never forget it. I, and I, I remember being super embarrassed about it. And I don't know if anyone noticed, 
I don't think I've ever told this to anybody before, but I could not wipe the smile off my face. I remember we pulled up to pick him up from the bus stop or whatever, and I was just so, I was beaming. Just, I, I could feel my face, just like my cheeks hurting. I was so excited to see him just smiling, and I'm like trying to cover my face because I was so excited That's about awesome. it, but embarrassed at the same time. Was he excited to see you? Do you remember? Less I remember, so. I remember like trying to like tell him all these updates about what was happening. I'm like, oh, I got this new G.I. Joe toy. And he's like, okay, great, Eric. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll come down and look at it later. Yeah, it was right. basically that. Like He's just trying to get settled, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we also I got this other toy over here. You might want to take we a look at it. We moved this over here. Right. <laughs> yeah. TV's in this room now. Yeah. Right. But I just remember the house looking small. When I first came back, everything seemed smaller to me. My room seemed smaller. Yeah, right. Everything just seemed miniature. Anyway, uh, big news, diplomacy-wise. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, free at last. Savoy Wright, one of ten Americans now back home on U.S. soil. So much gratitude for, for the moment, for the United States of America, for for all of you, and, and for the, the opportunity to come home. So Wright, among ten Americans detained in Venezuela who were exchanged in a prisoner swap, good old-fashioned swap, the U.S. securing yeah, their freedom. Good old-fashioned old swap. <laughs> these guys for these guys. So what they did was they got these 10 because they granted clemency to an ally of the Venezuelan president, a guy named Alex Saab, who faced some money laundering charges. He was the bag man for President Maduro yeah, in like Venezuela. Not a great guy. No, right? no. At least in the eyes of the U.S. So they sent him back over there. They're also re- loosening some restrictions. The, the White House basically saying, hey, we need fair elections over there. You can't be you know, doing the state government stuff. So anyway, uh, the White House and the Pentagon says, hey, we can always retighten sanctions if we need to. But as of now, they're happy with it. Uh, the big story, though, or one of the big stories is not about those 10 Americans, but it's about another American. One hostage being hold, uh, sent home is uh, one who is uh, going to be tried. That's President Biden in Milwaukee on Wednesday talking about this guy. So the Maduro government in Venezuela releasing a notorious defense contractor who is the mastermind of the largest corruption scandal in U.S. military history. He's known as Fat Leonard. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fat Leonard, of course, is if this his guy's name. name. Were Bill Jackson, who might not even make the news. <laughs> no, the whole, whole Fat Leonard's coming back. Leonard it's Francis, old. aka Fat Leonard. There you go. They yep. can't wait to say it. <laughs> Everyone jumping out. All of these Leonard were- Glenn Francis, also known as Fat Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> also known as AKA. When's it okay to call someone fat? When I guess they're a historic, scandalous. Yeah. Just a, a terrible human Brian. being, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, yes, let me tell you about this guy. So, yeah, you know his name. He's known as... Fat Leonard. All right. All right. We got, got it. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Fat Man's Leonard. big boned. I don't know. He's at the center of a massive Pentagon bribery scandal. Leonard Glenn Francis is Malaysian, the owner of a ship servicing company, the central character in one of the largest bribery scandals in Pentagon history. He was arrested years ago. Accused of bilking the military of $35 million and buying off dozens of top-ranking Navy officials with booze and sex and prostitutes and other gifts. Before he was supposed to be sentenced, he slipped off his ankle monitor. And he was able to escape from San Diego, and that's when he fled, basically, to Venezuela. Guess everything was fat on old Fat Leonard except his ankle. <laughs> That's funny. It's tight enough, Leonard. So basically, how? Why is he known as Fat Leonard? Well, Leonard Glenn Francis was being sent over, also known as Fat Leonard. <laughs> Sorry, I screwed that up. Uh, sailors nicknamed Leonard Francis Fat Leonard 
because of his 350-pound frame and his six-foot-two height. So that that's how he got the name. I'm still looking for Fat Leonard. <laughs> I'm still looking for a full body shot of this guy. I just saw the mug shot. I mean, you could see how he could be a bigger fella. Sure. Oh yeah. I just like how he was glossed that yeah. by the other sailors. Because they know oh, Fat Leonard's back to grease the brass here again, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, that's a good nickname. If it's just because he's he's always fat with money. Nah, I don't think they meant that. Greasy. Though. It'd be disappointing. Glenn Francis, also known as Fat Leonard. Would Fat be, Leonard. Wouldn't it be hilarious if you were just a skinny little dude? Oh, that would be even better. <laughs> they call him Chubbs right. or something like that. Yeah. Right. Why is he Fat Leonard? Well, anyway, so Fat Leonard is being extradited back. That's a huge win for the American government in that respect. They're happy to have this. Of course, as far as the swap goes, it depends on who you ask, of course. Some people like it. Other people do not. He's five feet tall and he's five feet wide. He don't measure no more from head to toe than it do. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you surely say it glows. Twenty minutes before eight o'clock on this Thursday morning, Wisconsin's morning news. Thanks to the texter who sent in a picture of Fat Leonard. It's a big fella. He's wearing like the like a Kim Jong Un sort yeah. of draperies. Six two three fifty. That's why the big, Navy he's a big Navy fella. sailors called All him. Right, fat he earned it. Hey, I want to play something for you, and you'll understand why here in a moment. This is from Eric and I were on the air. It's November twentieth, so it was Thanksgiving week. It was ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. It okay. was during the morning rush. So this is not today, right now. This is something that occurred a little more than a month ago, or just about a month ago. I'm amazed at how often this happens. Assuming that it is a shots fired incident, and to fill you in as to why we're connecting those dots, what we have is the you know all of the eastbound lanes closed, so no traffic is getting through, and then you see deputies walking across all lanes of traffic looking at the pavement, and what we've seen when we've had a, a report of shots fired is they're looking for shell casings right. or some any other evidence that may be on the road. So again, that was from a month ago. That's not today. I-94 appears to be moving just fine. But we did confirm, so that was when we were walking through what was happening, this ongoing traffic situation, Ian, and then we did confirm that, in fact, at 6.30 in the morning, a driver reported somebody pulled a gun on the freeway and fired off a round that yep. hit that person's car. Shots fired, yep. Freeway was shut down for a long time. Sometimes it's hours while they're out there looking for evidence and whatnot, and, and you were expressing your frustration with this. You hear, oh, well, there clearly was shots fired because there's damage on the other vehicle, and then that's the end of it. Never Never seem to hear about people being taken into custody for it. I'm going to fix that for you right now. Yeah? Yeah. We got somebody? Yeah, we got one. From this very incident. So this is from Lieutenant Nick Wenzel. Wow. Waukesha County Sheriff's Department. A few days ago, they pulled over a vehicle suspected of being involved in this incident. So they must have had a good description of the vehicle, maybe even a plate or a partial, or something DOT like that. cams, maybe? And they, did, they didn't forget about it. They were out there looking. <laughs> But you wonder, so fair enough, you wonder sometimes, and if you're a law enforcement authority of some kind, okay, it was a green car with, you know, right. maybe too late now, I guess. So fair enough. But deputies did arrest a 27-year-old Milwaukee woman. They say they recovered a gun and that the woman admitted to the freeway shooting last month. 
And she's charged now. First degree recklessly endangering safety, discharging a firearm from a vehicle, and carrying a concealed How weapon. How about that? Wow. All according to the Waukesha County Sheriff's well, Office. I'm happy to eat crow in this right. case. Appreciate very much their follow-up on yeah. this, letting us know so we can let you know. 8.42, Wisconsin's hey, Morning News. Big what news coming up next. Got ourselves a good old-fashioned Christmas 5Q. <laughs> it's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Today is December 21st. Christmas is Monday. Lots happening already. This weekend will be a big Christmas weekend for a lot That's of people. That's news to you. Still time to get those jammies. <laughs> Still <laughs> time. <laughs> yes, there is. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, Santa. All right. It, since Christmas is so close, it's time for it. And now, how, time how, for the 5Q. How. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> oh, I love it. Outstanding. A Wisconsin's nice Morning job, News Pancake. 5Q. This is when we ask <laughs> the panel a series of questions about a specific topic, and then we compare our answers with that of an expert. Today... And who's your expert on yeah. Christmas? Ooh, got a great one. Got a great one okay. today. No, it's not Santa or some guy who wants to pretend he is Santa. <laughs> I was going to say, you have a line in on Santa? Dang, I'm that's not, a I, get. I don't have that much uh, poll. <laughs> today, our topic, of course, is Christmas. Our expert is... Jerry Ann Pirtle, she is the owner of the Christmas Kringle Shop in Fond du Lac. This is that huge Oh, yeah, you drive store. by oh, on the freeway. Yeah. On 41, you can see it there. It's enormous. And this is what they do. They're a seasonal shop, but they thrive and have been there for a long time. So Jerry Ann has given me her answers. Now I will get the answers from you guys. So we'll start with this. What do you think is the most popular item sold at the Christmas Kringle Shop in Fond du Lac? Who would like to go first? I got the answer is wrapping paper. I was gonna say either wrapping paper or ornaments. What did you say? Ornaments. Ornaments, okay. Jerry Ann Pirtle, what did Jerry Ann say? The most popular thing would be ornaments. We have over 70 okay. themed decorated trees throughout the store, and you can shop directly from our trees. But we have everything from collectibles, which would be like some old world ornaments on trees. As well as Christopher Radko, we have themed trees like a rock and roll tree, a Coca-Cola tree, mm-hmm. a baby tree, a wedding tree, a pet tree, music tree, occupation tree, kids tree. And on and on. So you can just go in there and you find a tree and you can just grab ornaments off it. Oh, that's really convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's her. They, she says that is their, their hottest item. Okay. Number two of the 5Q, are you Christmas Eve or are you Christmas morning as far as gift giving? Do you gift give on Christmas Eve, Debbie, or do you gift give on Christmas morning? We do Christmas morning. We've always done Christmas morning growing up. Okay. So, yeah. My right. my husband's family, we don't get together at Christmas. We tend to go closer to New Year's. So. Okay. There's that. I, I, I'm a Christmas morning guy. Yeah, we're talking now what we do now. Right now, it's because of how other family parties shape up. We open at least our immediate family on Christmas morning. But when I was a kid, it would change back and forth, but I always preferred Christmas Eve. Really? Now you got all your stuff. You can stay up as long as you want. And so then you're not that... rushed to open it on Christmas Day. Like Santa would Santa come when we were Christmas? out. Okay. Either we'd do Christmas Eve mass, Santa might come then, or while we were at my grandma's house. So did that take away from some of the excitement of Christmas morning? No, because, you know why? Because you would get home and then like it's like Santa already came. My goodness, he must have <laughs> been here. Okay. Early. Okay. All right, Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? What did Jerry Ann Pirtle have to say from the Christmas shop in Fond du Lac? We are a Christmas morning gift giver. All right. So Santa Claus would come. At night, 
And um, then in the morning, we all get up and the presents and everything are all there. And that's when we start opening all right. and celebrating. I like that. All you right. know, we would never be able to get downstairs. We'd only wake mom yes. and dad up. Yep. And dad had to be up and go downstairs and check and then turn the music on mm-hmm. and the video camera. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then it was done. We have that issue, too, but oh, yeah. I add coffee into that. And what else do I got to do? I might have to turn the oven on quick, but yeah. We still have that. And my daughter cannot stand it. She wants to come downstairs. All right, number three. What is your favorite Christmas treat or cookie? Favorite Christmas treat? Looking forward to the season. Vince. Christine Shimon's gingerbread cookies. It's Ooh. my mom and... Hmm. They're widely acclaimed. Very nice. Nice. Uh, my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, used to make divinity for me. It's a it's a type of fudge. It's like white fudge, and it just melts in your mouth. And she wouldn't make it for a lot of people because she hated making it because it All was right. a very putsy. Uh, but she would make it for me, so I was like, I love divinity. And you're Norwegian. Lefsa for you or no? Uh, I was going to say Santa Sack, which is a Christmas <laughs> ale from Ray's Grain. Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Santa, what? Santa's what? It's called Santa Sack. It's a Christmas <laughs> ale. Okay. Brewed by Ray's Grain Brewing in uh, Waukesha. Nice. I was going to say, right. that was my treat. But yeah, I guess we do some Norwegian stuff too. All right, so what does Jerry Ann Pertle have to say from the Christmas shop? What is her favorite Christmas treat or cookie? Oh, I would say they would have to be frosted sugar cookies would be my favorite. They're cutouts. I guess I should yeah. say. Okay. So, you know, when you roll them out and then you cut them out, bake them, and then you frost them and put sugar and sprinkles and things like that on the cookies. Mm. It's a classic. All right. Next on the 5Q, Christmas is our topic, and our expert is Jerry Ann Pirtle. She owns the Christmas Kringle Shop in Funnelak. You can see it from Highway 41. Eggnog, yay or nay? I'm out. Is it the viscosity? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wow, no. I'm all I'm all in. You're I'm in. All Excellent. In. in. Yay. I'm with you, Debbie. I'm a yay as well. I had it once years ago and I'm like, you know what? Nom, this ain't nom, bad. Nom. It kind of depends on which one you get. I mean, some of them can be of really kind of icky, but yeah. Sure, yeah, it depends on how she's all in on egg egg. Yeah. All right, let's find out. Eggnog, yay or nay? Um I like eggnog. It's not my my first choice. But it, um, I do like eggnog. Uh, with a little rum in there, or? Um, oh no, I can take it to straight. <laughs> That's fine. How about you, Eric? <laughs> well, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, listen, <laughs> is that okay? I was thinking you're not talking to a priest. All right, it's okay. <laughs> moving on. What is your favorite Christmas movie? And here are the ground rules: you can only say one. <sighs> I don't want to hear five. One. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Ralphie. Christmas Story. Oh, dude. Okay. I've got nine now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay, solid. That's very good. Holy, where's the Tylenol? I I, I will say this. It's really not even all that good, but I, I am... I am soft for Scrooged. Scrooged. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The Bill it's Murray one. Toaster. Yes, that one just gets She's going to say Miracle on 34th Street. All right, what does Jerry Ann have to say? Oh, boy. There are so many. I really like the Hallmark Channel because at Wegner Off Supply, we, of course, had a Hallmark store. So I did watch a lot of those. I guess I would say Elf as far as the popular and then my favorite Christmas movie in Hallmark is the Christmas card. The Christmas card. Not fair. She got two. (laughs) So the Christmas card, by the way, is about a a soldier who gets a Christmas card from uh, 
that he didn't know from a lady he didn't know. He goes back, finds her, falls in love with her and the family, but she's already engaged. Oh, yeah, but he's, but he's a knob. I'm not Nobody gonna, likes him. I'm not going to ruin it for he's you. He's mean. <laughs> yeah, he ruined it. He's mean. Nobody likes him. He wins her heart. End of story. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, final one of the five Q. Our expert today on Christmas is Jerry Ann Pirtle. She's the owner of the Christmas Kringle Shop in Fond du Lac. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? Debbie. Oh, don't start with me. Okay, I'm going to say probably uh, having all the family that you don't get to see very often come by. You know, they're staying at the house. I've I've heard a lot of people talking about this around here, like Greg Matzik. Telling he's got a lot of family coming oh, yeah. in from yeah. out of town that they never see, that kind of thing. I love that. Yep, and then, yep. you know, the meals because food. Absolutely. Man, it's not Christmas until I see Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the it's the music and the stuff. It, like, there's one thing, and you know me, Eric, I'm not a particularly cheery person. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what you're talking if about. If something can break me out of that mood, it's that. All right, so what be going. <laughs> Jerry Ann, what Aww. is your favorite Christmas tradition? And I said, okay, other than gift giving, of course. I'm an outdoors person, so I like to go for a walk or a hike or something um, during the day. And then, of course, we like to play games, play cards or something like that. And there you have it. There is your 5Q Christmas style edition. My thank you to Jerry Ann Pirtle, the owner of Christmas Kringle Shop in Fond du Lac, for sharing up some phenomenal answers. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Text If you want to get the Greg Pancake Kill, producer of Wisconsin's Morning News playlist, sent right to you. 855-616-1620. Text the word jingle. How late was your night last night? Later than yours. I wanted to trade you a, an hour, a half hour or something. <laughs> Eric and I both had holiday concerts. He was middle school. I was high school. It's and nice. The choir right. concerts. So those are fun concerts yeah. to go to. Yeah. So ours, 8.32, I think, was when we wrapped. Okay. This... And that final note was sung. So mine started at 7. It was over at 7.31. Not fair. <laughs> no, let me ask you this. We crank through a lot of songs. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you get choked up when you see your kids performing like that? I would if it's the holiday season. I would a little bit. Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't know if I get choked up, but I do enjoy it. I do I kind of dig, dig seeing them out of their element. And my kid, she was so excited. This was her first <laughs> ever Christmas concert, first ever choir concert ever. So she was up there as a seventh grader. I thought so too. Seventh grade? Seventh grade, huh? How about that? Did you get an angry email saying, what is the quality here of these kids? <laughs> kid, are you oh my goodness, did they not check these kids? I bet we would had I played the entire concert on the air, but who knows. My favorite part, though, was the uh, reaction after the songs were done. Listen to how excited the crowd was when they were done with these songs. Mrs. Bill Wow. And going crazy. I have a choir kid, so at Greendale we do choir and orchestra on the same night, which is one of the reasons that it goes over into, you know, 
Usually Greendale's pretty good to about keeping it to an hour. <laughs> but anyway, and it, actually, I'm past the point now in our life where you know, one of the things of when your kids are little going to the holiday concert is all this the silliness. You know, they're the, like talking to each other on the ride. Right. This kid's not even paying attention. <laughs> yeah, right. This kid fell down. Somebody right. threw up. Right. Looking at your phone. Right, yeah. I'm actually going to my my grandkids are going to see Santa on Friday. And we're going along with them. Kind of a Fantastic. fun thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Celebrate the holidays. Yeah. Cool way to end it here this morning. One thing that we do in Greendale, it's a longtime tradition, is they invite up uh, anyone in the community who's there at the concert to come sing Handel's Messiah at the end. And that that's a hard song. Mm. And they actually do a pretty good job. What I think was so cool was I saw some first-year college kids who were in choir nice. back from school, and they came, and they wanted to be up there along with the moms and dads and the choir and the orchestra, and we'll let them finish it out for you this morning. Oh!